up and I stay down with the same gang every day now. When the thing changed, but the way out is the layout, nigga. Big M's, nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put the lights down, turn the bass up. One time for the pay cuts. And the price guy just squeeze the life out of shit. They try to break us. What's all the fussing about? We grew up with nothing, my nigga. We still here. That fake shit, we cutting it out. Money come, make sure the crew got their fair share. Uh, let's move on to pop culture, Bank. Since we have you, <laughs> wait, hold up, Mike. You forgot. Yeah, Mike, just, you just rushed it into it, huh? I'm, I'm like, oh, bro, you ain't gonna talk about this. <laughs> I did want to talk about that, but that's in pop culture. That's fine. Your thoughts on it, then? Huh? Y'all thoughts on Kanye running for president? Oh. <laughs> so we're talking about Mr. 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 West. <laughs> yeah. Anyone? With him running for president? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Josh got my Josh got my uh my response to that. Exactly. <laughs> And I don't and plus he tried to do this before, but he ran. But you know, when it comes to running for a president, you have to like don't you have to get like some sort of petition and get like a certain amount of votes, right? Yeah. And he hasn't done any of that yet. So I don't think I think he's just talking right now because he hasn't done anything. And the deadline's well, coming up for the isn't the deadline coming up for that anyway? Well, yeah, and hopefully he never does run, honestly, like either way, <laughs> even if he can, only because he's a popular person in general, so he'll split the minority vote. That's the problem. Like, if he was able to run this year, a lot of those uh, uh, voters would split between, let's say, him and Biden and stuff like that, which will then, uh, then cause Trump to win. Numbers are numbers. So hopefully he doesn't actually decide to run or anything like that. I mean, it'll be interesting. I would be curious to see what he would do if he does anything. Yeah, but <laughs> you know that they can still write. They, they can still write him in though now, even though even if he can't run on his own, stuff like that. But you hear, you hear how he's talking against Donald Trump now. Yeah, I do. So, and, but and I, I believe it was only in six states where he couldn't run. In terms of that threshold of being able to be a write-in, yes, I, I don't want him to run because I don't want him split, splitting the vote or anything. Well, my question is, you would prefer Biden over Kanye? Well, here's the thing: yes. what's going <laughs> to happen with Biden? What do you mean? What's going to happen? The same thing that's been happening. If, uh, oh wait, is the question Biden or Kanye? Because I'm definitely taking Biden over Kanye. And I, and I get that, but but we know what he's going to do. I, I would rather have because one thing about Kanye and Trump, what they are the same is they're both unproven politicians without a, a political background. And I would that's have somebody with a political background and all that's not. Right, but that's why Trump won was because of that fact. Number one, number two. With Joe Biden, we've seen his history in voting as well. So he's contributed to the systematic oppression. So that's why I'm like, y'all are like, y'all are choosing to do the same thing over and over again if we choose that. 
again. <laughs> if it's Trump, Biden, and Kanye, I'm taking Biden. But <laughs> my choices aren't that great. Yeah, I hear you. But even after what he said to Charlemagne, he still gets your vote, Miguel. So you would take Kanye over Biden, you say? Well, I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> what about you, Max? What would you do? Uh, it depends. It depends. <laughs> if Kanye can, because I don't know if if, if somehow if old Kanye can come out and be, uh, if if old Kanye can come out towards the pre- presidential race, then I'm going for Kanye. But if it's new Kanye, where he's a little bit confused on certain topics, or he may not really think about some of the some of his some of the things he may say or do. Then I don't know if I would really want him in office, especially when it comes to him spazzing out and all that. I don't know how that's going to work, depending on his emotions. Because we've can... seen it the past four years. What you mean? <laughs> You're right, and I, I was about to say, like in comparison to Trump, I don't know. He might it might be the same thing, but it might be better. But depending <laughs> on how he relays his, uh, it, it just I think with him, it just depends on. If he can really, you know, maintain his emotions, if he has like the right team around him, then hell yeah, I'll go for Kanye over Biden because Biden, I mean, he doesn't really care about black people. He just he just talks. I mean, it's it's evident. And if you look at his track record, I mean, and the thing with Biden is he's a liar. Like he's a professional liar. Like. <laughs> And everyone gets mad how they bring up the past of what he's done and what he's done, like when it came to cheating and like him plagiarizing from other speeches and all this stuff like that. Like the guy still does the same thing. It may not be as prevalent now because he he may have a better team, but you can tell when it comes to certain topics, he doesn't, he's not really straightforward. And a lot of people just look past it because look at his running mate. It's Donald Trump. <laughs> All right, so, I'm like that, and because I'm a, I'm painting a possible scenario for you, Miguel. I'm just putting together all the facts. This is all the facts, right? So, the president was incredibly helpful in the Epstein investigation. So, I'll let y'all do the math in terms of six nine. Let's say you have sixty nine seconds to figure it out, <laughs> right? That that's number one. Number two. You know what that also means? One of the names in there is possibly a presidential candidate. And they're waiting for the right time to release the information. Oh, you mean the same way that Hillary and her emails came out at the, at the, at the, end, of the, end, of the end of the election last time? That's a fact. Why not? That's a fact. By the way, <laughs> those emails would be related in this incident as well, which is interesting. Okay. <laughs> that is interesting. And that is that is. <laughs> I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that. It's, uh, with all due respect, Chris is speaking facts. Because as soon as that happened, everything's gone. And well, in terms of like people voting for politicians, now it's going to be whoever's brand is the biggest, you could become president. I mean, but... Hey, Banks, I, I, hey Banks I, I, would Kanye get your vote if you got free Yeezys? Every American gets free Yeezys. Kanye West giving every American shoes. <laughs> Frank might take that. I would. <laughs> That's horrible, bro. Yo, I mean, you know, 
It's like we it, it, I don't know, we're like doomed anyway, so why not? Do you know celebrities? Do you know other nations and countries were laughing at us for Trump in the first place? Imagine Kanye. Like this is well, they like Kanye good. more than Trump. On a I scale, mean, yes. On a scale of Obama to Trump, Kanye is gonna be right in the middle. So I to be agree, honest, bro. <laughs> Something like that. But again, I would rather look at that. See? John, John, you see that? Well, like I said, it depends on, but I also said it depends on what team is behind Kanye and what he plans on doing. That's that's what's going to give me my, the vote. But if you look at... <laughs> that's hilarious. Slavery was I mean, a choice. The, the thing, the, like I said, the people behind Kanye, if he gets the right team, and if they can find a way to, you know, position or inspire Kanye like his mother, because that's really the only person that could really bring Kanye to grounds. I really do think Kanye could be uh, a positive force because that's still instilled in him. It's just a matter of finding the right people to bring that out of him. So I, I still have some sort of hope for him. By the way, Miguel, I think we all know. Kanye's theme song as presidential candidate would be a song that he created from scratch, which will probably be hot. And it's going to be not the same conceptually, but in terms of like what happened with R. Kelly the first time he made a bunch of great hits. People forgot about everything else. When it comes to music, music is a universal language that we all understand authentically, right? Inherently. I mean, that part is true. He did make a bunch of hits, uh, Kells. So again, imagine that. if he goes back to that, number one, right. right before election time, whether it's 2020 or 2024, either way, right? Imagine mm -hmm. if he does that. Then what does he do? Then he has an album that's created in the White House. He's literally making history every verse, every bar. I think you just want to see the history, the histrionics of it all. And I think you want to see the, the show and whatnot, rather no, not, than thinking no. about the actual politics. But, but I'm just looking at, well, again, as a poli-sci major, I'm looking at what Trump has done, what he said he's going to do, uh -huh. seeing what Biden is saying and how it's comparable to, let's say, Democrats in the past who contributed to systematic oppression, as we all okay. found out. I mean, what's the point of sharing all the memes if you're not actually reading the words? That's <laughs> I agree with Chris's point too. Actually, traitorous. Yeah. I mean, if you want a politician, all politicians are traitor, tra treacherous, traitorous. Like, what do you mean? You seen House of Cards? Stop playing, Miguel. <laughs> I actually never seen House of Cards. So you, I, I really, I really do think it's just it just has something to do with you know people's selective morality. You know. It's it, it falls into that it falls in that category because you could say and point out other presidents that may have not been as voiceful in regards to how they present certain topics, but you don't know what they're doing behind closed doors that a lot of people tend to look past look past upon. So, in essence, you really can't say anything about anyone really until you actually see what they do, and with how everything is now. I mean, if Kanye was to be thrown in a ballot, 
I would be optimistic based on this just to see what he could do because I don't really think Biden can is really going to do anything for us regardless. But you know, I guess we shall see. <laughs> um, again, I'd rather have wait, college I thought was so relatable. Um, black skin hair, yeah, different. I agree with that too. Kyle Dropout was still probably uh, his best album to this day. Speaking of albums, thanks. You listen to music lately? Have you heard uh, Pop Smoke album at all? Yes, I have. Good. Well, we want you to review it since you're our resident music guy. What do you think? Uh, I will say this. Um, from the time that they had and the music, um, the music selection, I wouldn't say it was the greatest, but for how, but for how quickly they put it out, and I would say the amount of songs that you could, you know, you know, listen to and deal with, I would say it's a decent album. Um, could it be better? Yes, of course. But there is there is some bangers on there. I, I can't lie, there is some bangers on there. Okay, so you you can listen to it again and a couple, you know, over and over again. Yeah, I can't listen to the whole album because you know. Because of like even Fifty Cent said like Pop Smoke was like um, playing around with the auto tune and he 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 we did some like R and B songs towards the end of the album which uh, I don't think that was really the best choice for him to do but yeah. there's also some bangers on there that like all right I could play this I could listen to this so I'll okay. give him that and plus you know he and plus um, you know rest in peace Pop Smoke. Um, and just just to see that you know him being such a young talent, and then people really putting their time and energy and going out and buying his album because I think he's supposed to he's projected to sell over two hundred thousand units. So yeah. you know that's First a big week, yeah. that's a big shout out. Yeah, that's a big shout out and good luck for him and his family. Really, so I'll I'll definitely you know I'll give it up to that. But it's a shame because you know um, he has to die for. You know, for people to realize, you know, the talent and the energy that he provide that he provided to the rap game, and I hate how that consistently happens. Where I was going to say, it kind of people... happened with, with, with Nipsey too, as far as rap is concerned, or whatnot. Right. You know, a lot of right. people. Not for it me. I was fan of his for years, but a lot of people didn't listen to him until he passed away. So. Right. Or even with Biggie and Tupac, going back into them, you know, they didn't go diamond before they passed, but when they passed. And all of a sudden, they're doing over 10 million plus albums. Like, why can't they do that when they're here? Like, jet, like really appreciate them, appreciate and give the honors to them while they're here. Don't wait until they're gone. Give them their flowers while they're still here. Basically. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Got you on that. That makes sense. Thanks for that review on that. Uh, on that album there. Uh, we're talking about the Irv Gotti comment about Drake has never made a classic album that <laughs> Travis Scott has. Did you see that? <laughs> First off, it's like Dave Chappelle saying, like, asking Ja Rule what's going on with the world today. Like, what's his opinion? Nobody cares about Ja Rule's opinion. And nobody cares about Irv Gotti's opinion. And all Irv Gotti is doing is trolling and trying to get find a way to get attention. And he chose a horrible thing. He chose a horrible way to portray that. Who, how are you going to say Travis Scott 
makes a better album in comparison to Drake. If you look at the amount of hits that Drake has, if you look at the amount of units that Drake's has, if you look at the uh, just the diversity in regards to the type of songs that Drake's that Drake makes in comparison to Travis Scott, and I'm not taking anything away from Travis Scott. Travis Scott is a tremendously talented artist, producer, writer, but how can you say Drake has never made a classic album? I I just don't understand that. And then come back and say what Travis Scott has. I think that's that's made the yeah, same. Yeah, and what I mean, I I don't I don't. I, it's just it was just a horrible. I mean, there's other people he could just put in that category, but for him to just say Travis Scott is better than Drake and he put out a classic album, I'm like, where? I I don't understand that. <laughs> I hear you. I, I, what would you consider a Drake classic album then? Since he made that statement. Take care. Um, thank you, later. Might not have been a bad statement. You're having a hard time thinking about it. I'm just trying to think of all the names. Oh, nothing was the same. Oh, okay. <laughs> Definitely nothing was the same. Okay. Well, I, I, I got to go with you. I never heard a whole Drake album, so I got to go with you. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, oh, my gosh. This is the one Drake kind of fits your personality too. Like you, you need to take a car ride and just play through the whole catalog. Guarantee, guarantee you might be like that. You might not say it, but you're gonna think about it, bro. He, he always been thinking too much for me, so I never actually. <laughs> heard then listen to nothing was the same. He barely sings on that album. <laughs> All. Almost every song on that album, he's rapping. What's this? Two Sound Leather? Is that uh, Travis Scott? Tuscan Leather. That's, that's uh, Drake. That's the that's intro Drake. song. Tuscan Leather. By the way, Chris, I actually have a piano rendition of that exact song on my YouTube, so you should check that out. I love that song. But again, I would actually have to agree. I don't know if either of them had classics. That's why I was laughing by the question in general. Great albums, but classics... For me, uh, I'm looking at history in, in a more of a long-term way. I'll have to see, like, when I have kids and all that, probably, like, in a decade at least, then I'll be able to reflect on what's, what Drake is doing now. Because right now, it's in a vacuum. The only reason why I could say it's it's a classic, my, I go off of if I can listen to the album and go back and go back and listen to the album, like, a few years later and still actually listen to it and still get that same energy come on man and you gotta listen to nothing was the same and listen to t and listen to take care and go back just actually listen to the album and if you don't want to li listen to him singing then listen to nothing was the same he's <laughs> rapping on every song literally okay. going, going off what was the single from nothing was the same what, what was one of the singles no. tuscan leather Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Not, that, was, that was the intro. I would say what? Uh, start at the yeah, bottom. Started from the bottom. Oh, okay. From okay. The bottom was come on, man. Yeah, that was dope track. Yeah, that, that was, was a like track. Yeah, it was. You know, what I mean, See, I, Mike, I, I just, go, you, you just go back and listen. You're gonna be like, damn, he had that too. 
<laughs> he turned me off from the beginning, bro, with all the singing. So I never really listened yeah. to him. That's why I, he I, put nothing was the same because he was I literally you, bro. The whole saying, in the beginning. I never, I never bought a Drake album, never listened to a Drake album, never downloaded a Drake album, and stuff like that. He just wasn't, you know, for me. Like By the um, way, Banks, we actually have a voicemail message from Aubrey's native city. But uh, going uh, to our topic, uh, yeah, so when are you seeing me again? And Am I seeing you again in New Jersey or are you coming back to Toronto? Banks is definitely coming back to Toronto. Didn't they open Canada? <laughs> uh, Isn't Canada open now? And parts of the Caribbean, I believe, as well. But you got to have yeah. you quarantined there. Some states are like that as well, so... Yeah, yeah, I think parts of the Caribbean too. Yeah, I think you can go to like uh, maybe even DR. I think or something like that. Speaking yeah, is open. of states, brother Banks, how is Hotlanta? Yeah, well, I thought you were gonna play the video. I should have showed you we the other are. one. We are gonna play the video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here's so, the thing. Yep. I'm gonna tell you about. <laughs> so Atlanta, uh, Atlanta is a very unique place. Um, just with the culture, uh, like the stuff to do, um, the black power, the black empowerment, uh, like a lot of successful blacks. Um, but <laughs> when it comes to that weekend, uh, the reason why we even decided to go there because we couldn't go to Houston. And I also had something to do with uh, work there too. But this place like there's the people who throw it, they're called Haywire and Haywire is basically like a black travel group where they, uh, you know, they put usually young, successful, uh, blacks together and maybe not, not all black, but you know, mostly, and basically they throw chips all around the world, like Turks and Caicos, Barbados, Colombia, um, Thailand, uh, Jamaica and so on. And they throw these crazy, crazy, crazy weekends that are memorable. And they get people who usually wouldn't do anything to act out. So because of the um, outside of the U.S. being shut down, they decided to take over Atlanta. And they brought a lot of New York with them. Because <laughs> a lot of people in the South don't really know what Haywire is in comparison to people in the North. And the, the iconic party that was posted everywhere through social media was at was at the legendary compound and basically uh they managed to throw a pool party where I, I should say this first they managed to put a pool inside of the club there's usually there's no pool inside a compound they put a pool a big one at that inside of compound and they managed to draw of a lot of ten a draw of a lot of attention to get people to come to this particular party. I think they I don't know if it was it wasn't they made twenty thousand dollars off of that event or something like that. Or they, I don't know what I, I remember he said I remember he said something towards the end. I don't know if it was twenty thousand that was his profit or whatever, but it, the whole event in itself was was ridiculous. But it wasn't as bad as they put it as they put it out there in the the media markets because they did post a lot of clips clips of you know you know people twerking people being thrown in the air people not having masks on um, you know people like going in the pool water coming in and out walking around being all together and it, it being only that area 
but it was really like three different sections. Like they had that part with the pool. They also had like a more simpler area, like towards the middle. And they also had an outdoor area where people were just chilling and doing the whole thing. And it wasn't like as constricted. There was also some sort of distance between some people. It's just during certain parts of the event, they just managed to pull everyone together in the pool and uh, act out. And that's where they happened to take. Because the funny thing is, all those clips that you saw, that was only maybe 20 minutes of the party, 30 minutes of the party. Other than that, a lot of people were just in their own section or just walking around or spaced out. You know, it wasn't just like everybody was in a cluster like, oh, let me be next to you and then do this. It wasn't all like that. Like they, they did have some sort of spacing. But for that moment, which they recorded, which was the livest moment of the party, but it also wasn't the whole party is what everyone saw, which eventually they actually, uh, the I, I don't know if it was the state, but they told them to take the videos down because of all the bad attention Atlanta was getting. So they had to take all the videos and proof of what happened that weekend completely off. Interesting. You want to show our audience the video, Josh? Absolutely. And this is, by the way, barring a pandemic, right? This is a fantastic idea. I've seen this idea a lot in Europe specifically. And the same type of things happen during that 20 minutes, but the entire time. So it's interesting. See? See the difference? You about uh, to say? Go ahead, Bax. What were you about to say about it? Uh, yeah, just answering his comment. Yeah, there was a lot of that there. But <laughs> <laughs> where were you at? Another the corner over there? I'm looking for you in the video. <laughs> uh, with the the second part with the bottles, I was there in the section in the corner. I was uh, in the safe side. The rowdy side was on the other corner where you see everybody was like standing going off. That right. was crazy. They were wilding. They were they were wild like they were they were, you know, they were going off. <laughs> you know they tried to pull me in the water. I was like, oh no 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 no. Let me I'm safe over here. <laughs> All right, 
And um, that's funny. Speaking of Atlanta, let's talk about T.I. challenging 50 Cent to the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a very, very, very great day, everybody. Very great day, everybody. How's yeah, man. What's going on, y'all? Uh, it, 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 I heard it's 50 Cent birthday. Well, happy birthday, 50. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate you uh for, you know what I'm saying, staying down, remaining healthy, alive, and free for so long, man. But for your birthday... I offer you a challenge, sir. Pull your ass up, man, with 20 of your records, man. Sit across from me, man, and get this work, man. You know what I'm saying? But I understand if you don't want to answer to that challenge, because last time you got challenged, Kanye West dusted your ass off. So, you might not want to do that. So, huh, well, guess who ain't scared of your motherfucking ass, 50? <laughs> Look, man, pull up. Pull on up. Pull on up, man. <laughs> Pull on up, 50. Bring your ass on outside, 50. Bring your ass on that. You know what I mean? Bring your ass on that. Bring your records. Bring your hit records with you. You and Dr. Dre and Eminem and all y'all. Goddamn the G-Unit. All y'all bring y'all. Y'all bring y'all ass on that. Come on, see the king. Come on, see the king. And I actually, you know, you know, me and you, you know, we all right. You know, I fuck with you, 50. I fuck with you, 50. It ain't you this time. It's your catalog that got some trouble. You understand? Your motherfucking catalog is in trouble. So, can't take it back, goddammit. I done said it. I done damn said it. So, 50, pull your ass on up. Pull your ass on up, man. You know what I mean? Everybody been talking about me and Jeezy, and then they talking about me and Gucci, and then they want to talk about me. I, 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 listen, man. I want 50. I want 50. Atlanta and New York, nigga. That's what we doing. ATL and New York, nigga. That's what we doing. I want 50. Bring your ass outside, 50. Somebody call 50. Tell him I'm on it. Somebody call 50. Tell him I'm on it. If he, if, if he want this smoke, I got the ashtray, nigga. Bring your ass on. Let's see how long you have before you respond to my message. You know what I'm saying? You have been challenged, sir. You have been challenged, sir. Swiss, Timberland, hook the motherfucking speakers up. God damn it. Hook this shit up. Let's get this shit on. I'm tired of talking about it. Tired of talking about this shit. God damn it. Y'all goddamn set y'all set a time. Set a motherfucking time and let's go. I'm tired of talking. Shit. This man been goddamn picking on people for so long. Man been bullying y'all, throwing motherfuckers around. Bring your ass on that, 50. Let's see what this shit gonna be about. Alright? But enjoy your birthday, though. <laughs> Who that is right now? <laughs> Thanks. What are your thoughts on that? T.I. is just crying out for help or attention like he always does because he's not as... Uh, relevant with his music anymore i mean i think ever since um what was the album paper trail before he went to jail yeah with the paper trail? ever since that album because that's when he was actually like 
skyrocketing to like some newfound stardom. Like I actually thought T.I. was going to be like a really, really, really big, a bigger artist than what he was. But then he went to jail and that all that got ruined. Um, but as far as like this challenge, I mean, 50 Cent doesn't really need to do it because 50 Cent is relevant in regards to his shows, uh, his antics, uh, his page. People want to see 50 Cent. And T.I. is doing this to try to, I feel like T.I. is doing this to get some sort of resurgence resurgence back into uh, the hip-hop or main front of the people. But all this nonsense, like pull up, do this, hit for, uh, I don't know if people even really care. I mean, it was entertaining, but it was like, you know, I'm, I'm really over it. I don't really care if that's actually going to happen or not. And... <laughs> It's sad, but I mean, I don't know. It just, I don't think T.I. would generate enough interest for 50 Cent to want to do that. Um, see, I think if they actually did the battle, I think Tip would win. I think because he's got a more diverse catalog and stuff like that. So I think that, but I agree with you. I don't think 50 would actually do it. You know, not because it's T.I. I don't think he he want to be on that stage right now with somebody playing the hits and stuff. Like, it's just not where, where his mind is right now and stuff like that. And I think you're right. He don't need the clout uh, like some of the other artists do. But I think he would lose, though, to tip if it actually did happen. Interesting. I don't know. 50 Cent's first album. That's 21 tracks right there. I mean, but are they all? I mean, okay, they all bangers. Yes, they all bangers. You can listen yeah. to Get Rich or Die Trying. You can listen yeah. to the whole album. Yeah, even the yeah. intro. I mean, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I just think Ti, because you got to think Ti start with the trap music, then he go Ooh. to the, then he got the live your life stuff with Rihanna. He right. on the blurred lines with Robin Thicke. Like it, it's right. just so much stuff. Whatever. I'm definitely. But Fifty got a lot of solo joints that people can bang to. All those songs you named, T.I. is featured on. Yeah, I mean, well, well, well Live Your Life, his song, or whatever, featuring... Rue. Huh? Whatever you want to hit, you're going to call Rihanna. Oh, my God. But don't, it don't matter. As long as he on it, he can play. He, he can play Swagger Like Us. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm <laughs> 50 guy, get rich or die trying. He has a ton of mixtape songs. And if you want to go to features, he got features. And I mean, he, he did fall off with some of his other albums afterwards, but still, The Massacre had some bangers on there. Yeah, and now, now 50 can't, can't play the, um, the song from Power. Everybody know that song. The intro. He can definitely play that. That's a hit. Yeah, yeah that's definitely a hit. Well, that's a hit. For me, the only way that Fifth would win, if uh, Miguel's twin would win, <laughs> Curtis, <laughs> if the only way Curtis the would bias. win is if he gets to play his mixtape songs as well, that and and freestyles as well. That's the only way he's gonna win. Oh, you can play whatever. Apparently, there's no rules to this. So he can play. He can play his remix of Twenty Fours because that's what Fifth would do. <laughs> that's pretty genius, actually. What you said, I didn't think about that. Yeah, because his. Because he used to do other people's tracks and stuff like but that. But I, I would have to, I would have to 
kind of disagree with you a little bit, Banks, simply because Fifth never turns down a good chance to troll. I mean, he that's that's part of his brand. So if he yeah. could just do like mixtape songs and chip tip, he would. <laughs> But I feel like this, he's definitely going to use this to, you know, uh, advertise and promote other projects he's having, which he's already done. And I feel like this is going to be another opportunity to point out to don't mess a 50 because he already made, he's already playing T.I. on his page right now. I saw that. Yeah. And it's it's hilarious. And 50 is funnier than T.I. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, T.I., he can act out, whatever, but 50's hilarious. And I feel like 50 will... 50 has no filter in comparison to a lot of pe- a lot of artists and a lot of people out there. Like, T.I. is going to bite his tongue to a certain extent, where 50 is like, I don't care. Like, bring it. Right. Like, right, right, right. And I think that's what's going to hurt T.I. a bit. Well, we'll see if it happens. I mean, if it does happen, I'll be tuned in. You know, um... New York versus ATL type of thing too. So that'd be uh hold on. What did you hear his conversation with Kevin Hart? TIs? Yeah, I heard that. That that was so stupid. Are you talking about people from the north come to the south and they want to, you know, come down here and all this stuff? I thought about you when he said that. <laughs> Mike, why would you talk to Kevin Hart? Why would Tip talk to Kevin Hart? I don't know yeah, why would, like why would Tip talk to Kevin Hart like, oh, arrange this. Like, what power does Kevin Hart have with fifty something? <laughs> that's, that's like that's like people talking to LeBron and asking him, um, what rapper, what what's his what's his take on rappers today, and like who's the best rapper since he's a hip hop historian, which is not the case. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, speaking of uh, other rappers, uh, and Banks, I wanted to get your take on this whole thing between uh, Meek. And academics and stuff because act is act is your boy. You love you love following academics, so I want to get your thoughts on this. Well, <laughs> I think act is interesting, interesting, entertaining because he just makes things easier because he just points out he just puts out things that are uh, trending. And why he always beefing, beefing, beefing with rappers though? It seems like it's crazy. The reason why. He, at least my opinion, I feel like he beefs with certain rappers or, be- or rappers tend to beef with him because he's an easy target. I mean, um, I remember him from like school and like I used to see him at Rutgers and all that. And he w- he's a cornball, like he's just a, 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 a big cornball. And I mean, that's just that's just how he is. He was just goofy, like, right? I remember there was this girl he liked that I was talking to and he got mad. <laughs> he got mad because like I was all over her and but it doesn't matter. But the thing is this, he, he's just like a, he's not like a cool or fly guy. And a lot of people will look at him and his platform and how he talks, how he dresses, how he carries himself. And then like how he kind of like brings black people, makes us look worse especially with his, like, Chirac series. A lot of people don't like him because of that. And they feel like he's gotten a lot of people killed or in jail because of his little Chirac series. And they feel like he's profiting off of, like, black deaths. So that's, like, a, a major thing, a major reason why most people don't like academics. 
But the other reason, I feel like it's just the petty reason. They just think he's a cornball. And they want, you know, it's it's like, I feel like with me, I feel like he views it as it's sad that we have to have this guy who's mad corny, you know, talk about current events with hip-hop when he's, he's not hip-hop at all. And, like, why can't somebody else who has a little more flavor than him, you know, have a platform like his? Because at the end of the day, if he didn't have this platform, you know, you would be making fun of him. You wouldn't be looking up to him. You wouldn't be looking at his page. You wouldn't be, like, you know, so infused and, like, like, oh, I got to know what he's talking about, what he's doing. You wouldn't care because he's corny. But because he has the power, because he has the platform, we are forced to, you know, look at his page and really, uh, you know, hear his opinions. But I personally think it's just the reason why a lot of people target him because one, he's he's easy to target, and two, he's he's just corny, entertaining but corny. How do you feel about what he said about Meek, though? <laughs> as far as like he don't go back to other people like Six Nine or Fifty or other people to come at him. I, I mean, I, I kind of agree with him. I think it's corny that you're going at academics because he's an easy target. Like, there's other people you could have gone, you could have come back against. Um, I see why. I see why Meek is saying something, but you know, I don't feel like Meek keeps the same energy when it comes to certain artists or people. Like he, he's not to take away from him because I know he does comment on certain things, but he doesn't go as hard as he's going to academics in comparison to other people he had issues with with much more power than academics so i can see why um some would i could see why academics would put that argument out there like why are you coming at the blogger it's like birdman coming to the breakfast club and coming at charlemagne <laughs> and like causing this big ruckus but not Doing anything really to anyone else, like in public, all three of y'all, yeah, exactly. It's like you give them all this negative energy, but there's other people who are like literally playing you, saying, calling you gay, and all this, and you don't really do anything. But when a radio personality is making comments or reporting, you know, certain things that are being reported on other outlets, you like get more aggressive with them. And I don't think that's not really gangster because you're not really doing the same for others. You're just selective. Do you think academics is right that Meek can't cancel him or get him canceled or stuff like this? At this point, I don't think so. Because if you look at it, I don't, Meek couldn't get Drake canceled. Yeah. Meek can't cancel Nicki Minaj. That's true. He tried. Yeah. He can't cancel Safari. That's true. Or six nine. That's true. Or six nine. So all these people he's trying to cancel. He can't cancel Fifty Cent. Like he's trying to. I, I just don't know what Meek does. Like Meek can't cancel anyone really, unless if they're like really small. He can't. Like even when they jump Safari, like that wasn't. That didn't really hurt Safari's career. I mean, he's still making money. He still does his his he still does his little dance moves and all that. Yeah. So I don't know. I I feel like Meek is very emotional. 
and he just needs to step away from his phone. That somebody just needs it. He needs the publicist too. Like, just take his phone away. Just don't let him tweet or text. Like, just don't. Just take the phone away from him. I think it would do the world so much better. I agree, man.